Hello. Hello, hello. Hello, listeners. Thank you for listening into the International Shell Show. This is International Shells. And people, I'm coming clean on this episode. And I had to bring back my lovely co-host from two episodes ago. So let's be clear. I've got my boy Cisco on. Sis, what's up? What's going on? Ain't nothing really. You know how it is. Now, the reason, the main reason for this particular podcast is because there was something that I said two podcasts ago on the New Year first episode that didn't rest well with me after I retained some knowledge. Now, what I'm talking about is what I said in reference to R. Kelly. Now, I remember, and we can even all refer back to it, that I said something in reference to why is it that this is big news right now? Why is it that they're on him, but they're not on the other people? I said, you know, I'm not trying to take away what he did, but that word but has been bothering me a lot because even though I am recognizing something that someone did that was ill, using the word but and then going into another area is kind of like softening the wound. Now, what I'm saying is we recorded that particular episode and I did say that I didn't see the docu-series, but I did make reference about it. Now, I had no idea of who was on it, who was going to be speaking, the different people that they were going to be talking to, and how it was going to be arranged. I'm honestly saying I was ignorant to that. I didn't know what was going on. All I know is they were going to be talking about him. And I mean, this story has been around since I was a child, literally a child, since I was the ages of the people who were being abused in this video. I hate to put it in that perspective, but that's what it is. Now, myself, along with a lot of other people, I'm sure, well, we know what was said about him, but we really didn't know the facts. Now, this is the thing. I had to come clean and I had to say this out loud for everyone to hear that I am admitting to my ignorance about this situation. And no one came at me. No one was like, oh, you know, you're letting them off the hook. You know, you were too easy. Or I listened to your podcast. Or I heard what you said because I wasn't the only one that felt that way. I think a lot of people were caught up in the fishnet of the how long are we going to hear about this? But we were brainwashed to not know the facts, just hear about what's going on with him. And I'm going to honestly tell you, I was coming in from the perspective of Yes, the black man did, did this, this, and this, but what about? And that, that, but what about? And pushing the blame onto other people and making light of other things to me was like saying that his crime was a little less than the other people. That's how I, that's how I took what I said. So I'm a person that's a very factual person. I'm fair. And if you can't tell from me coming out and airing myself out <laughs> that I'm a fair individual, I don't know what else to tell you. The person that I have on with me, everyone knows this is my brother. So at the end of the day, if I can't be honest and complete, and I spoke to him about this in depth on a phone call, I'm like, sis, I don't, I don't like the way I sounded. I don't like what I said. This is what, and I explained to him why. In fact, with me explaining to him why I felt the way I felt, he went out and watched the docu-series. And we're gonna get into that. Sis, give me a sec, I'll be right back. All right. We're back. All right, sis. So I'm gonna let you take the stage right now. This is, uh, I'm owning up to a lot of things right now. But I just want to tell the people a little of, I just wanted to rather tell them a little of why I was so moved to actually create this. And I told you this in depth, like, listen, man, I gotta, I gotta go back out there and talk to the people 
and let them understand how I feel because I felt guilt, especially at uh, watching the docu-series. Now, remember, I sent you a series of texts and we talked and all this other stuff. And you even said to me, like, Shells, is it really that bad? And you remember the series of emojis of emotion because I was working at the time and I couldn't call, like, talk, talk. And you were like, really? Was it that bad? And then you went and you watched it yourself. Now, let's talk about this. You went out and you watched one through five, part one through five. By the time I spoke to you, I had only watched one through three when I was talking to you. So how do you feel about what you saw? And be honest, like, let me know, like, from the beginning, how you felt about the situation. Like, even when you learned about it 20 years ago. When... When I, we originally heard about it, you know, growing up, I, I think it was in my teens, in my late teens, when all that started. Um, it was like, wow, this is, this is crazy. But I don't even think they really made it. I, I, I don't remember it as being a big, big issue. You know, the, it, it came out with the whole uh, that he married Aaliyah. You know, and then it's something that was said in the doc in the docuseries that made sense was they were touring together and they're spending all this time. So things, something like that would happen, you know. Um, so I, I really didn't know all the information. Then, you know, the whole his, you know, sex tape came out with he was pissing on the girl. And, and you know me, I'm. What people do in the privacy of their, you know, their bedrooms, that's their business. But when it came out that she was like underage, it was like, wow, what the hell? And again, it's one of those things where it was just kind of brushed off and all right, whatever. He went to trial. I, I, he went to trial like six to seven years later, you know, not something that you would normally see in, in a case like that. You know, it's usually, you know, within a year or two or whatever. And he went to try, he got acquitted, all right, that's it. End of story, you know. Then you mentioned it, I did a little bit of research, and then you mentioned the series, and it, initially you weren't gonna watch it, and you, you ended up watching it, that's what exactly. I texted you. I'm like, is it that bad? And you were like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, I gotta watch this, I gotta see. So by the time I got to the fifth episode, I was completely livid, like, if he was in front of me right now, I would be behind bars. And then just watching it and seeing all the hypocrisy from the people around him, mm. it it was just mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. And we I think we touched base on it on our last podcast that, you know, the people around him. You know, mm -hmm. why aren't they going... And I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying uh, that he's it's justified for him but why aren't they going after them like i think in one part uh in the last episode um the 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 family of uh, Nikki Tom, don't girl. skip all sis don't skip all the way to the last episode we we didn't even scratch the surface on episode two yet two oh my gosh you're skipping so, all the way to six but it, it kind of references it so you know he had his bodyguards or whatever like shoo these people away okay you had his tour manager fake documents so he can marry Aaliyah bringing him to the mall making contact with these girls I originally thought it was you know in my head it was just a, like a pedophile thing but he's an actual predator like I don't think it matters I, I think the type of body because somebody referenced it as well I think the type of body or look he has but i don't think age matters i think it's a he's a predator he's going after i don't want to say simple-minded people because you know what that that's just wrong i i think he just has that swag and he's able to manipulate these people to, or these women to doing what he wants it's like next level i was mind-boggling and again you had mentioned about um, not knowing and ignorance. I don't. I don't think it's ignorance. I and I told you this. I tell you this all the time. Educate yourself. You know, educate yourself so you can make an informed decision. And I applaud you for redoing this or retouching on this subject. Listen, well, I only all I knew was Aaliyah and the pissing thing. That's it. You see, but 
even when you were saying, I'm glad you brought it back up again. Even when you were saying all I knew was the Aaliyah and him peeing on the girl thing, the way that we can just glaze over the, all I knew was that he peed on a girl and he previously married Aaliyah. No one is speaking up on the fact that we were watching kitty porn. That's what the fuck that was. We were watching kitty porn and we were talking about it like she was just a regular individual you watch in porn. She was a kid and here I am watching this. And unfortunately, my parents are going to know now, hey, I watched porn back then because that's what it was. But it is what it is. We learn, we grow. But it was kitty porn. This was a child. And at the time I'm thinking about it, I must have been a li- maybe a year or two older than her while I was watching this. And it didn't dawn on me that, hey, it's uh, first off, it's illegal that I was I even had the the chance to get this kind of material. But it's a child. It's a kid. He paid her first. And then it went on from there. Yeah. And it was it was just so many different things about that tape that watching the situation and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny it because of the fact that it was such a heavy uh topic in the whole docuseries I watched it again because I didn't know that it was Sparkles I didn't know it was her niece I did not know it was her niece it never ever ever dawned on me until she was there and spoke about the fact that she introduced her niece whatever her niece her niece her niece her niece her niece I'm like okay your niece but then it, I thought about it and I'm like, wait a minute, that girl did look like Sparkles. In fact, she looks so much like Sparkles. She looks, she could be Sparkles' daughter. And I'm like, wow. And it's like, it brought back so many different memories from that time. And I'm remembering how they handled that case in the media. Of course, it wasn't a time when we had the kind of media that we have now, no. but even with the news, they they talked about it, but not really. And people don't even realize he popped up in the news more times than not. And it's like they glazed over it. My goodness. Listen, you talked about him being acquitted and that was it, right? right. That's how they posed it to the world. Okay, he was acquitted. And that was the line that a lot of the parents in the docuseries brought up. Well, you know, we heard about his past, but he got acquitted, so we didn't think anything of it. That's what the uh, the Clarys, they specifically said that, well, all the parents said it, but when they said it, it resonated with me like, you guys were like the last family that had to deal with the guy after all that other stuff. And you still, as a, but that tells you that it doesn't matter if you come from a nuclear family or a, a, a single parent. It doesn't matter. Look, this, these young ladies had their mother and their father there. Mm-hmm. And look at what happened. He pulled her on the stage in front of an arena and her mother and her father. Okay? And it's just it's just so many things. And it's like, I guess, not I guess, I know now as an adult, how many things were wrong with the situation. Sis, after he was acquitted, he went and performed for the Olympics. What is going on in America? First off, I understand he was acquitted. But let's look, and I didn't know the the inner workings of why he was acquitted back then until I watched this and got the extra info. There was so much extra shit in this docuseries that really, I t- again, that's the reason why you ended up watching it, brother, because mm-hmm. I was damaged by watching this shit. And here we are, we're talking about acquittal, acquittal. The reason why he was acquitted was because the young lady did not take the stand against him. He had all these different people that were right there waiting. If she would have taken that stand, he would probably still be in jail now. But all those different pieces were there just waiting for the main person to come forward and she didn't want to do it. So no witness equals an acquittal. He didn't no, get off because he was, excuse me? Even her parents said that's not, Sparkles was saying that's my niece. Her parents were like, that's not, that's not our daughter. That's not our daughter. That I think that just further, you know, damaged the state's case because it's- because if her own parents can't identify her, right? This is quick. Listen, man, the things people do for money. I know you like to say, "Oh, it's all about money. It's all about money." Actually, with that particular case, it was the law. It was the judicial system. And had she come forward, 
it doesn't matter what the amount of money is he he would not be a free man right now or he would have spent time and he probably would have been coming out now because it is 20 years later but they also made mention again a lot of these women were talking about how he has this one particular woman that's a trainer she's a trainer and i I told you i think it sparkles his niece yeah because he said well with the young lady who was like she was uh she was like physically ill when she learned how young the young lady was and all this other stuff then later on the other woman who was actually in her 30s when she did speak to the person because it was said that he doesn't like the people to speak to one another when it came out that he had known her for 15 years at that time he had known her for 15 years she'd been around the longest she trains the girls i said to myself that has to be her niece and the reason why she's still around is because she didn't tell on him so that is pretty much his loyal one or as a pimp would say that's his bottom bitch she's there oh this shit is just a bunch of horrible shit and i wanted to just double back also because i felt like i was being insensitive to the fact that it takes a long time to face trauma and face things that really really are deep-seated and 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 damaged you on the inside because it again i felt like i made too much of a blanket statement and i glossed over it too easily but when i looked into the eyes of these women who are clearly still dealing with this I was like, I can't believe this. I cannot believe this. He was surrounded by a bunch of enablers, just like I said to you in the previous episode mm-hmm. together. And I'm glad that I did make mention of that without seeing anything, because it still stands. That personal assistant guy he had, he should have been standing there in an orange jumpsuit, just like R. Well, even his bodyguard. Oh, uh, God. Who, who's, uh, uh, he introduced his sister, who's, yeah. Right. Like, do you feel any type of remorse for introducing your sister to this monster? I mean, again, I don't want to use the B-U-T word, but let's talk about it. She was an adult when she got introduced. Granted, she was 19, but she wasn't 12 like Sparkle's her niece. You understand what I'm saying? This is a grown lady. And even with her, even with the, the Andrea woman, Kelly, mm-hmm. her story didn't resonate well with me because I understand he's got this much control and things over you, but I just don't believe that you had no idea that any of this was happening and you were in the house when the stuff was happening. Okay? And you're gonna tell me you gotta ask for permission to eat, to go to the bathroom. So you have to address this man as daddy at all times. All this stuff. You're telling me he's really treating you like a slave and a child all at the same time. Why would he care so much about what you thought about him dealing with other women? Why would that be the big, unless the whole thing was, he didn't want you to see that he was dealing with children. But there's no way you didn't know he was dealing with other women. And that was his opening statement to, to the women that he was bringing in. I got other women. You understand? Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm sure she knew about it. I don't think she I just thought it was a cop out. I wasn't believing the stuff that she was sitting there. It was kind of like she was trying to remove herself from the situation because she understands the depth of this situation and how disgusting it is. So don't try to separate your ass now when you know you were there one. This is just like, if I had a dollar for every time somebody on that damn docuseries said, I'm not proud of what I'm saying, but this is what I did. I'm not proud, I'm not proud. You're admitting that you enabled this freaking situation, this guy, you were an enabler. And I'm not gonna front, I tip my hat to John uh, Legend for sitting there with his head high and saying everything that all these people in the industry never said. And no one had a better view of the situation than the people in the industry. They right. were right there. And he, I mean, he, among other people, was saying, everybody's known this has been happening for years. Us as the regular, the regular people in society, all we knew was what the news gave us or what the streets were saying. But they were physically there and saw this stuff. Like the young lady, like that backup singer who is clearly still damaged. And she even said it like, clearly it was a lot if I'm still this bothered 20 years later, if it still bothers me this bad. And she said she watched her young friend bent over in the booth with this guy. And then what do you do? You still continue on. You still get on the tour bus. You still continue your work, even though you saw what you saw. You play a prank 
and you watch and you and a door flies open, you see him having sex with a 15-year-old Aaliyah, that particular part messed with me. That messed with me so bad. I'm like, what? This is the actual physical truth. Because as far as I knew, all we knew, all we heard was here saying we saw the marriage license on the news from time to time, or you can look it up or whatever. But to hear from someone's mouth, this is what we saw. And then the the assistant guy was talking about how frantic he was, saying, hey, man, we got to get her out of here. She's in big trouble. We got to get her out of here. And old dude is on some, well, let's call her uncle. Let's call her Uncle Barry. Nah, we can't call him. Of course you can't call him. You just finished having sex with his little niece. You can't call him and say, we got to take her out of here because the, the dancers and the backup singers just saw me having sex with her. Then lo and behold, you guys go and get married. And this guy's admitting on camera that he went and falsified documentation to let this happen. But, oh, I can't so much about baby girl. But you you went and falsified documents so this man could marry her, but you loved her that much, right? Yeah, wh- who are you protecting? Who, are guy. you protecting him or are you protecting her? Because if you were protecting her, you would have called her uncle, you would have got her out of there. It was insane. And then he goes on to say, I just, I felt like I. she looked like she wanted to say something to me. She probably wanted to say, man, fuck you. you. You set me up right now. What can she really say to you? You already went and did the footwork and got everything that she has to get to sign her little life away. This is insane. And then he just kept saying, they trusted her with us. They trusted me. They trusted him. They tr-. This is sad. And what's crazy is that means Aliyah's father went to his grave not really hearing everything. It's one thing to hear things here and there. But the fact that they packed all this in to a series. Six, epi- six episodes. I think they could have done more, but then six. Oh, you're damn right. This could have been one of, the, it could have been a series on TV that was an hour each pop. It could have been at least three, four, ser- a series with three, four different seasons. This is insane. One could have been the childhood situation that he went through. One could have been, of course, one full series on him and Aliyah. The other one could have been just the things that he did with the people around him. One could have been with the way that the public perceived him. One could have been how how much time he actually did spend in jail for this. The people that keep on coming back. Look, the guy just performed three nights ago. Yeah, no, and the, the cops interrupted it because somebody, somebody called and said that he had a warrant out for his arrest. So they checked him and they're like, all right, he doesn't have a warrant. And then they left, but he was still performing, and there was still people dancing, still people all over him, taking selfies. Like, what is going on, sis? See, I and and I think the last the 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 I don't remember her name. Oh my gosh, uh, the last girl, the older woman that she when she went into the house that she couldn't walk into the bedroom. Yes, yes, the black room. You know, she didn't go yeah. into her. She didn't go into her bedroom. She went into the black room right. and watched her literally fall apart in front of the camera. Go ahead. They kept on saying they're super fans, super fans. Okay, I can understand you being a super fan, but you, you kind of know this this man's history if you're a super fan. What would make you think, okay, yeah, this is, this is okay, I'm going to go. and Like the one girl who went to uh, the court every day. And I'm like, she ended up introducing Dominique. You're talking about the young lady who was 14 and was skipping yeah. school and going to the, yeah, going to the trial. And that Dominique story was like, I felt so bad for her. Like, I I'm did. not saying I didn't feel bad for all of them, but like, he he made her change her look. She looked tomboyish now. She almost looked like a young, and I'm saying to myself, okay, is he trying to get her to to look like a boy so they can she can be the next trainer like it's just, it's just so fact, much information the fact, the fact that we made all these different movies in our heads while watching these different episodes because it's like it's just unbelievable that all this stuff was literally and one of one of the episodes was named uh uh hiding in plain sight it was the mm-hmm. truth it was all happening right in front of us you know what sis i'll be right back
Yes, sis. So the hiding in plain sight thing opened up my eyes about so many different things also because, listen, you had people like Jay-Z who spoke up on it in length. In fact, when he intercepted their Best of Both Worlds tour, he went straight to the radio station. Everybody who's listening, who was listening to New York radio at that point of the 90s, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He went down to the radio station. I remember Angie Martinez was still at Hot 97. She went, this was in the night, in the evening. And everybody knew Angie's show was in the daytime. I think it was a Friday night or something like that. They went to the station and he was talking about, listen, I can't go on with this guy anymore. He's out there. He behaves reckless. People are afraid to be around him. He touched on this stuff. But even when he touched on the stuff, he didn't even get too, he didn't even get graphic with it. He didn't get graphic. Now, here we are, decades later. Now it's coming out, right? And it was it would have been a good look if they would have been able to get him on there. I, I would have never seen him sitting there talking about nobody, not Jay-Z. He said what he had to say when it was time to say it. And that right. was when it was happening. That's one. They tried to get Gaga. She wasn't going to take no part in that kind of shit neither. You see, and it's even fucked up that I'm saying that kind of shit because it's real shit. But they, I think where they're coming from is when we were telling you the shit was happening, you guys didn't react to it. Even if it would have been a docu-series that didn't have all the different victims on it and the survivors, it would have still been something that would have raised an eyebrow. But I think the fact that they had the survivors on here was what made it so much more moving. And it, it struck me the way that it did. Now, here we are. Everybody who has anything to do with anybody involved with this particular docu-series, meaning any of the, I hate to say characters, but any of the victims or anyone that was part of this, they're speaking about it on different platforms, what have you. One of the main ones is Damon Dash. Now, everyone knows Damon Dash was engaged to Aliyah by the time she died. Mm -hmm. He openly and honestly said, listen, everybody knew what he was doing, but when he heard the details from her mouth, he said he wanted to go out there and do what any other fiance, boyfriend, whatever, anyone who loves you wants to do. He wanted to go and handle this dude. And out of respect for her, because she said it's stuff that she was still dealing with mentally. She's not ready to even go back into that arena and deal with it yet. Leave it alone. So he said he followed what she said and he left it alone. Here we are decades later. And just the other day, Nick Cannon and he and Dame were talking. And Nick, I can't believe Nick did this to himself. But Nick comes out and says, um, how old was Foxy Brown when she got signed? And Damon Dash, everybody knows he's a stickler for that kind of nonsense. If you're going to say something to Damon Dash, be direct. Mm-hmm. Straightforward with him. And that, I mean, as much as his messages get diluted by the fact that he's like, he don't play, he's never a liar. I'll give him that. Even if it's embarrassing, he says it out loud. Right. He says, ask your question. Stop beating around the bush, Nick. What are you asking me? Nick was like, I'm just saying, I thought back then when she and Jay used to do, you know, used to work with each other, we kind of thought that they were dealing with each other. I just want to know how old was she when she got signed? Dame then blurts out and goes, well, she was 16 back then. And Nick was like, ah, you know, he goes, okay, we'll say what you want to say. He goes, I feel like you guys ask me all the questions that you guys either are too afraid or can't ask Jay. So you ask me, ask that man. Granted, I was in charge of Rockefeller back then, but I wasn't in charge of everything. Ask what you want to ask. Now, my problem with this is you're bringing in Jay-Z into this conversation. Why? Jay-Z, I'm not, okay, I'm not defending him either. If he did what he did, then fine. He did speak up on this shit back then. He did speak up. He did the right thing. He spoke up. You know what I'm saying? Torre, Torre, Torre. Torre is one of the biggest hypocrites I've seen so far. No one can drag R. Kelly the way he has. And look at what's in the headlines right now as of yesterday and the day before. He, yeah, there's, there's actually text messages. Yeah. I'm like, hmm. This man was talking about squirting his children on someone's face. Torre of all people you dragging this man and you are talking this way but this is the people who are drunk with power and they figure they'll never be confronted 
for doing whatever the hell they're doing. And this young woman came forward and spoke about what happened with these text messages and whatever with Torrey, the same way uh, Dr. Blasi Ford stood up against Kavanaugh. Like you're over here parading your ass around like a saint. Now they need to know what the hell you do. Cause you got some nerve. It's the same thing I feel about Charlotte Ho. Charlotte jerk. That guy is up there talking crazy. You had the biggest story in reference to abuse of the whole summer. 2018 was your year to be exposed. You're drugging people. People are getting raped. And because of the platform that you're on and the people that you associate with, you managed to, I know it's in poor taste, but R. Kelly your ass out of that. <laughs> now we can use that as a reference. You know what I'm saying? You went and did the Heisman two-step to the side because of who you rock with? This is just insane. And this is why people don't come forward. And when you hear about people who went and ended their lives and all this other stuff, I think a lot of people end their lives so they can bury a bunch of secrets that they just can't contain anymore. Right. And uh, uh, Victims, a lot of them, or, or a lot of situations like this, they get victimized twice. One by the perpetrator, and then uh, secondly, the you know whoever they tell, or it, it almost it almost makes it society almost puts it on them. Like you're the reason why you got victimized. You're mm. the re- hmm. no, no. Hmm. That's that's listen. You know what? It, and and some of these girls like they they're aspiring to be, you know, stars or whatever. They love music, whatever, and here you have this person who who's able to probably make it happen for you yes you know do you are you gonna have to hustle and bustle absolutely but you know here's your opportunity and he he duped them into okay you know what i'm gonna make it happen for you but you gotta do this all you gotta do is that's where all that training comes in and he starts bringing these girls down and where some of them just stay down or he'll bring them up again and then bring them back down, you know, and it's all a mind fuck. And this is the thing, and thank God you understand from that perspective, but I'll give you a better perspective. Now, you, you're the one who got me into The Sopranos the way that I got into The Sopranos, mm-hmm. right? Let's just, James Gandolfini, rest in peace, one of the best actors ever. Let's just put it in perspective where let's just say he's still alive. Take this back about 20 years again, 20 years. And you're, you want to, you, Cisco, you, you in the same frame that you had back then. You want to get into movies and you want to get into these kinds of mob movies, mafia, all that. You want to do it, Cisco. And you walk into a restaurant and you see Edie Falco. I met her. You see Carmelo Soprano in there, but you want to be an actor. And you talk to her and she says, you know what? There's something I can do. You wouldn't lose your shit and listen to what she's saying. Look at where she is. Look at who she works with. Look at the platform and look at what you want for your life. It's easy for people to go follow the person who has, who, who knows either the gatekeeper for whatever dream they have or who can help springboard them and listen. These are young, impressionable children when he first deals with them. And the fact that he didn't have a lot of control over his own life, meaning the not being able to read properly, the not being able to uh, read music, the not being able to navigate through life the way someone his age should be able to. Of course, you're going to take over the mind of someone who's younger than you. And in a lot of cases, it's not about, oh, he was brighter than them. It was just he played on emotion. Look at the wife. The wife was like, yeah, he, he let down all the walls and. He said, I want you to help me learn to read and all this. He showed her vulnerability at the hundredth power. So of course she's going to believe him. So once he started to break her down, she already was in love with him. Okay. So with what, what, you, what you just touched on. So you know what I'm trying to, I want to do for, you know, to make my study paper uh, where I work at now. Mm-hmm, of that stuff is political. Yes. I'm not beat for that. I will, I'm one of those people. And I, and I think it's because, you know, I, my childhood was rough. You know, I grew up, I, I, I've been in the foster care system. I, you know, I grew up in the projects. I, I, I experienced things in life. So, but I've always held my head up high. Mm-hmm. 
I'm never gonna, you know, I'm never gonna be one of those people. I've never been one of those people that you know you're gonna give me a handout or I'm gonna kiss your ass. No, you're gonna give if you're gonna give me what's I earned. Every every job, even when we worked together, every, I think with the the second place we worked at, that's the only place I didn't get a promotion because there was nowhere to go. Yeah. But everywhere I've worked at, I've worked. I've gotten a promotion. I've gotten a better position because I've worked at it, not because. Oh, you know, I know him. He's okay. Here, give it to him. You know what I mean? Right. So if I was to I ever meet James James Gandolfini, which it's not going to happen, but if I was able to meet him, I would love to have been in the movies. But I would be like, okay, this is me. You want? You see me? It, it works. If, if if you like what you see, all right, we keep on rocking. If you don't, no problem. I'm going to make myself better. So the next time we meet, you know, we're gonna we're going to keep it rocking. Uh, I think a lot of these women just saw it as, okay, this is, sis, this is it. Sis, this is it. Sorry this is my cut, break. Brother. Sis, I'm sorry to cut, but this is you speaking from perspective of where you are today and all the No, I'm talking about had. back then. I'm talking, but I'm talking about back then too. Cause let me tell you something, brother. We come from a place where we didn't have the luxury of blaming other people for where we ended up. We had to work hard to get to wherever the hell we were going. Hell, you know as good as anybody else. You were the only Hispanic person that I really knew that was at the level that you were at, and I was the only woman, and I was yep. black. So yep. we we were destined to end up still being this cool after this many years, just because we understand one another. Like yesterday with our personal conversation, when I told you I was proud of you for that level that you are in terms of not just being a human, being a parent, I'm mm -hmm. proud of you. I mean that. You understand what I'm saying? And thank you so much for being so candid for what you just mentioned. I would have never brought that up, but that but you know who you are. You're right. not ashamed of your past. And I respect that about you. But again, I remember when we used to watch The Sopranos back then <laughs> and we were geeked out. Ain't no way in hell. I hear where you're coming from, man. That's why I had to use Edie Falco because can't no man. None of those I, dudes could ever step to you like that. I met her in person. I worked for uh, Lomans. They're, they're, I can I can say that. Oh boy, you're taking it back. Ooh, Lomas. Yeah, they, they don't even exist anymore. But I, I don't mean it like that. I mean Edie Falco with the with the behavior of a Carmelo Soprano. Somebody, matter of fact, wrong actress. Who was the one who played um Tony's Gumad? You know who I'm talking about, man. The one who ended up killing herself. Oh, oh, uh, 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 uh Decoria or something like that. Her you know name was Gloria. Gloria uh, uh for something. But uh, I'm trying to remember her real name. What talking about, though? But anywho. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. She was talking She. Bad, bad, bad. Okay, maybe her. Even the one who played Andrea. Chrissy's, Chrissy's woman. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, if an actress that you also find attractive or you just find her life attractive approached you, I'm not saying we'll be on some mind fuck shit the way that these young girls were taking over, but you, the point I'm trying to make is if they are coming out they're bursting out of the television from the same show that you idolize and they're like listen come with me i'll get you on track you'll be on one of the episodes with us before this thing gets out of here you're gonna listen I, i'm definitely gonna listen but i know where i'm gonna stop i you know what you I mean? Like, okay. We'll never know. We'll never know because that kind of thing didn't happen. But I mean, even from my perspective, if someone, I'm not saying that my mind can be manipulated now, especially not now, but even you met me back when I, I had no right living by myself at the majors. I had no reason to be out there hustling and getting through life on my own when you first met me. And it takes a certain kind of strong-minded person to not be taken advantage of and not fall into the cracks it takes a strong person, you know? And I only learned how strong I was later on in life when you look back and say, wow. And you see someone else or other people who are faced with things that are only a percentage of what you know you've already endured. And you're like, wow, you know what? Thank God for the strong mind that you have and the know-how that you have and the discipline that you have. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah, like, it's, it's tough for us to compare ourselves to people who have been taken advantage of. In fact, we are the people that will wrap our arms around the people who are getting taken advantage of and say, come this way, man, this is not for you. You understand? So it's just, it's a tough thing. I mean, we're gonna wrap this up because you know we gotta get out of here, but look, man, I thank you for taking the time and speaking to me again. It's just, I had to go back in this direction. Okay, so wait, before we disconnect, so I got I wanna touch on one thing with the wife, right? Go ahead. 
her not knowing all this was going on, if you notice, again, I'm that's my OCD, that pretty much every victim, because you know what, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to call them these girls. Every victim that was on that show was saying, he introduced me to this girl, we all had sex. Why was his wife different? Why didn't she was the wife? It's different. Same thing with guys who out there and have a bunch of side this and side that. They do things with the side chick that they will never do with their wives. That's why they have the side chick. Like I have a friend of mine and he's still around after all these years. He's married. But I'm like, I remember when they he, he was like, yo, my marriage situation is more of a business arrangement. That a lot was of that is happening with, uh, nowadays. This is it. Well, this is years ago. He was like, I knew she would be a good mother to whatever children that we had. I knew she would be loyal to me. I just, that's the one that I want people to know in terms of me showing off who I have. Or if I, if I have to refer to a significant other, she's the person that's the model person that I want to be with me. But when it comes to the people that I, I deal with, like for instance, like he rocked with her like a business arrangement, but the people on the side, he, ended, he even ended up falling in love with one of the side ones. Mm-hmm. He was like, yo, call me crying. And if he's listening now, I'm not saying your name, so chill out. <laughs> <laughs> he called me and told me he was so messed up from him and the side chick having problems. He said, yo, yo, she playing with me, yo. I'm calling her. She not answering. Da, 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 da. He was like, y'all so fucked up. I nearly sat down and talked to my wife about it. I was like, what? You're crazy. You're crazy. But it's like that. He fell in love with the woman on the side. He fell in love with the woman that he could be free with and all this other stuff with. But the one who was there for the business arrangement. And plus, she, her parents were of a certain caliber. And mm. he said, just on paper and everything else, she makes sense to be his wife. But he was like, yo, I can't do all the other things I do with the, you know, my friends on the side with my wife. He goes, that woman kisses my kids. Oh, man. Somebody's heavy, heavy shit. Somebody said that. I think it was in the, uh, it was in um, analyze this. Yep, uh, Robert De Niro told that to Billy Crystal. That's it's real shit. It's real shit. People, you do what you got to do. That's the person on the surface. Just like we just talked about Tony Soprano. He had Carmella, but we know he had a a Rolodex full of women, mm-hmm. and it was what it was, you know. But listen, at the end of the day, this docu series completely and totally changed my perspective and I'm admitting that as a child there were things were probably said in the media that I didn't even catch because I didn't even know what it meant that tells you my mind was green I didn't even know what was happening and now even as as adults our minds like I said like before you brought it up before we had the conversation like prior or whatever Mm -hmm. again all I knew was you know the Aaliyah thing and then the sex tape and even when the sex tape came out it wasn't even announced that the girl was under age till like months later so by then it was already circulated and it's and you gotta it, I'm but always gonna what? say this in terms of media they treat young black girls and young black children differently than any other child let yes. me talk about I, this I, I agree they with you 100% to- on that they want to look at these kids and say, well, she's a woman. They, they look at this young man. He's 14, he's 15, he's 16. This man was obtained today. This man, this man. These are kids. Granted, they are bigger than a lot of these adult other people, but they're still children. They're kids. They're kids. So they want to put you on a, in a... And this is the thing. They were, to your point, they were passing her off like this was a sex tape with a woman. Mm-hmm. Not realizing this was a kid. She's a kid. She's a child. Oh my God. And what killed me to go back into it real quick? The young lady who said she was disgusted when she learned how old she was when they were talking about, ah, oh, she was saying, oh, he's going to get me a car when I turn 16. And she was like, what do you mean? Aren't you 16 already? And she said, no, I'm going to be 16. I'm 15 now. So that means you were 14 when we were having sex back then. Yep. But the thing is, even after she learned this, she still continued to have sex with this girl and him. And that's, that's... That was the brainwash part. And she yep. you could see the shame when she was talking about this. But again, 
I commend all of these survivors for coming clean and saying what they had been harboring in their bodies this long in their mind ruining them not so much coming clean actually being able to come forward that's listen that was I'm sorry to say she is coming clean because for her to admit that she learned what she learned and still continue she didn't have to say she was still having sex with her after she didn't have to make that admission that's true the guy who falsified the documentation he could have said it happened he didn't have to say it was him that moment I'm just saying they're coming they're they're divulging a bunch of things that people would have never known and it's just without this docu-series I still would have been in the dark I would have been thinking that hey they're just fucking with him because he's black he got away with it da 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 no watching this shit made this whole story brand new all over to me again well even in our last podcast I was and I I, I kept on mentioning it it was his turn it was his turn but I didn't know that was fucking with me when you kept saying that shit too and you were like oh well with Robert Downey Jr. he's entertainment we're talking about a music singer that got fucked with he fucked with children and he got knocked he's an entertainer so when you were like oh no but Robert Downey and uh, Sheen Sheen Charlie uh, he's entertainment I'm like what are you saying right now you could say you. It would have been different if you would have just said he was white. <laughs> He's white. Well, That's why he can get away with it. Okay, so, and I, and we're not gonna play this card, but okay, so play the card. This is uncomfortable. Right, so, Charlie Sheen is white, right? Rob R. Kelly is black. This right? mother, this mofo has been, and they've mentioned it on the docu series, especially that radio DJ. This dude is like the Teflon Don of predators. It took this. It, it, it took this platform, this docu series, for it actually to come out like as bad as it was. Where me and you, who are I, I consider us very intelligent, sit back and like, whoa, what the fuck has been going on? And what? Whoa, yeah. So the only I, difference I, between what I knew last week and what I know now is the fact that I heard from the people who were violated. Right. Everything that was mentioned about him, I knew already. I knew everything that was said about him already. But we didn't hear the inner workings of this shit. So I just, honestly, I think to compare what he's done and what Charlie Sheen and his his HIV-tainted penis has been doing, to compare the two of them is apples and oranges. It's right. not the same crime. But, but it's still a violation, and these people are being treated two completely different ways. Could what R. Kelly did kill people? It can kill their spirit. It can kill their mind. He fucked with human beings for the rest of their life. This motherfucker is sticking his tainted dick in people, and can who knows how many people were already on freaking Hollywood Boulevard with flies around them because they took a little. (laughs) You ain't right. Is, man, we're not gonna play the tit for tat this uh, one. You ain't right. <laughs> we're not gonna play that game. We're not. I'm not playing that game today. Because at the end of the day, unfortunately, what the white people have been doing to us way outweighs us. We're not gonna even take it back there. That's the whole. No, no, you're right. Yeah, I want that. I, that I agree with you. I wanted to correct what I said because I didn't want to come across as being ignorant and being insensitive. And I bothered myself by listening to me. So I wanted to correct myself. I'm a very honest, upfront person. If I, if anybody, if anyone's going to check me, I'm glad it's me checking me first. Mm-hmm. Okay? But we're not going to play that game. No, okay? listen. I, I, I always... I, Weinstein, I, I'm sorry to cut, was just in the headlines. Look, something got waved. Something got waved for his ass. I'll send you the clip after this. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, send me the clip after. Listen, I, I, I always say it, and I will always end any segment or any podcast or any conversation with anybody when we're talking about stuff like this. Educate yourself. That is the key. That is your success. And thank you for joining me today. Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate you, brother. No worries. Anytime. All right. Now, take care. I'll highlight you later. Bye. All right. Now.
Alright people, so it is what it is. I said what I said, but I definitely had to come back and adjust that because I couldn't live with it. So if you haven't seen the docuseries, do yourself a favor, watch it, even if it's something that where where you probably felt like you weren't that interested in it, you'll get the truth. You know, and with this many people coming forward with their truths, there's no way that everyone is making up something. I don't feel like they got together and they're trying to go against this guy. Everything makes sense. Putting these stories together with the things that we learned through whatever narrative they were trying to force feed us in the 90s into present day, everything makes sense. And it was his opening statement like they have like different clips of him excerpts of him throughout the whole documentary docu-series excuse me and this dude had his chest poked out talking crazy and it was literally not even a full 10 minutes into this thing where I was like this is gonna go way left I can't believe the dude is talking like that and someone caught that on tape and he doesn't care. So, if you've seen the docuseries, you know what I'm talking about. With him standing there, as Cisco said, kind of like a Teflon Don. Speaking from a place where he's just, you know, acting on just people behaving in the same consistent way with him. Yes, it's been out there, but how much real punishment has he received for this? So... He's moving around like he can't be touched. And it's just it's just some shit where it's hard to learn something like this. This late in life, you know, and for the most part, you know, it's the whole separate the man from the music thing. And that's the hardest part. That's the hardest thing. And it's just now that, you know, I've seen this particular side of the story. It's hard to not think that he was getting his inspiration from children that he was violating so it's just it's it's messed up some sick 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 shit there's a lot of sick people out there and guess what R. Kelly's one of them and so are the people that surround him all of them are scum I don't want to hear some I'm sorry and I shouldn't have and I'm ashamed of no it's that's it's it's too far after the fact. Nobody cares about that shit now. But anywho, that was that. Thank you so much for listening. Cisco, thank you so much for sitting in with me and thank you so much for your take on the situation. I appreciate it. So that's it people. Remember to be positive like the blood type and your time is your most valuable commodity. Don't waste it for everyone. Take care, people.